Welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow. This is a moving river podcast hosted by multifaceted entrepreneur and transformational coach Bia Marie Annie. In this podcast, we want to help you discover the concept of flow and show you ways to get into flow and how you can keep your life flowing. Hello, 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 and welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow, the podcast that delves into the depth of human potential and the transformative power of flow. I'm your host, Bea Marie Anin, and as we're approaching the end of the year and we're in the Christmas holiday season right now, I'm going to bring you a wonderful gift today. Her name is Polly Chavchikova. She's the business architect and mentor who helps business owners design their businesses and lives, combining strategy and energy work. A girl just from my heart. She believes that women who want to have success can have it all without having to sacrifice and do it with ease. And this is exactly what she helps her clients with and what we are going to talk about today. So welcome, Polly. Hi, Bea. I'm so happy I can be here with all of you. So let's dive in. <laughs> yes, let's dive in. And you know, we're at the end of the year, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, and I have a lot of solo entrepreneurs or small business owners listening to this podcast. And I bet some of you right now are pretty much stressing, right? So Christmas is kind, you know, you've planned Christmas already and everything. And now you're just realizing, oh my God, there's just one more week and then it's the new year. And what am I going to do? That's why I have Polly here, because she brings some strategies that you might be able to use. Okay, okay. I like that. So um, I have a tradition that I do for, I think, more than six years now. And I bet you can download it too. It's called Year Compass. And it's always made for us for the end of the year so we can... Cuddle with our dog, get some tea and write it, write in. And I love to do that because it helps me to realize what I did in the last year. Because mm. what our problem is, we always look forward and there we can always find something missing, something we didn't do, something we didn't plan, something we forgot. But if we look backwards and see what amazing things we did and experienced and learned in the last year. For me, it helps to calm down. Mm. My girl, you did good. You are amazing. You forgot everything. <laughs> you did good. Write it down. <laughs> and that's the first part of my year compass. And the second part is the vision, the planning, the embodying of the year 2024 for us now right and there is the part where i just play and the fun fact i sometimes look backwards like what did i write last year and the year before and whatever i envision in the future year never happens 
ask me. <laughs> Just like that. Never happened. Because what my head can envision is always the 10% of what really becomes my reality in that year. Mm. And this is what I wanted to share with you. It's We can plan. We can do whatever. But if we try to keep it in the plan, everything, if we really try to do whatever we wrote now in December, if I exaggerate for the entire year, it might feel heavy. It might feel not aligned because we grow up, we transform so fast in these last few years. That's just not possible to plan the entire year, like week by week, month by month. So what I do, I call it a year circle. It's like hours, clock. If you, I don't know, wait, if you just do it like that, make a circle and have the January, February, March, so on. What I do, I plan the big stuff. That's the only thing I do. I plan the big stuff for me are vacations. So I plan summer off, December off. That's my priority. Then I plan, I don't know, some little vacations. Vacations of my children at school and preschool. And then maybe some big events I want to be part of or I want to have and create but most most of it that's it i don't plan much more <clears throat> if you have some programs or memberships or certification programs you might need to fill them in too because you know when they are ending and when the next next i know part will begin but that's mostly the only thing that is planned for us. And still, let's allow us ourselves to change it. Mm. I, I often change it or even don't open the next round of it. That <laughs> happens too. <laughs> so did it help like that? It does. It does. And it's, it feels really easy. Because when you said earlier, you know, if you plan the whole year, it feels really heavy. And it also can feel really stagnant because, you know, our times right now are really uncertain, like what's happening in the world right now, what's happening in the economy. So we always have to adapt. We always have to be flexible in a way. So I really love your approach to say, okay, what would I love? What would I love to be part of? What would I love to plan? Like you have a big thing coming on out next year right this big conference in the Czech Republic so this is a huge thing of course you need to plan that you know there's you cannot just shake that out of your sleeve in in like a week or so but uh yeah I I really like the ease of all of this because I think we put too much pressure on ourselves as single entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, or even small business owners, you know, we always think we need to measure up to something or need to measure to society's expectation of success. And 
So going in there with ease, I think is a beautiful way to also end this year. And I think it really helps to realize what success means for us. Because if we never stop, if we always go and go and go, we might really realize in 10 years when we wake up one day and see what's around us, what we created, that that wasn't our dream, Mm -hmm. that we derailed from our mission and that maybe we aren't so happy as we thought we would be in that moment of our lives in that with that cash amount in our bank account. And I see that happening. So for me, December is a great time in the year. And I do it during the year too, but I always go back to my mission, to my vision, to what I want to live, how I want my days to look like. And if I see myself working all day long, Every day, I really need to stop and rethink what's working, what's not working, what I love, right? And what makes me feel like, no, I don't want to do it. I just do it because somebody told me to do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel that really the success for each of us means something completely different. And I love when my clients discover it. When, for example, one of my clients discovered that she doesn't want to be in the online world. She needs to feel the people in person. Mm -hmm. So we build her a business in person where it's all about networking events and her events and one-on-one clients that are, for example, with her for the entire day in some hotel or in her cottage. And it's so amazing. And this is her success. She's so happy with it. And on the other hand, some of them speakers, they want to shine. They want to have that massive, I don't know, massive numbers of people around them. And then they go and hide for a few months, relax, and then go and shine again. And that's their success. What do you feel is your success? Can I ask you, Via? Mine? Um, well, my definition of success is very much connected to freedom. Like I feel successful when I can work and live wherever I want. And when I have the possibility also of taking my family with me. Because this is like my my overall goal to create freedom for my family. So that we're not constricted or, you know, put into a box. Because I I feel that too many people live in those little tiny boxes that they have unfortunately boxed themselves into. Because at some point they decided this is what my life is going to be. Most of the time it's a subconscious choice. Like nobody says, you know, I'm going to be poor for the rest of my life and live in a shitty apartment and have unhealthy relationships. No, but the moment we do not decide that we want to grow, that we want to expand, that we want to learn, we decide to do the contrary. So when 
when I think about success for me, it is, I love the example when you say, you know, go out and shine and then hibernate for three months and then come out again. This could be me, actually. I really, I really love to go out and inspire people and help them heal, help them shine, elevate them. But then I also need a lot of me time. I I need a lot of time to recharge and just be by myself and yeah, have those little talks in my head where I'm like creating projects and thinking about the next steps and what else I could create in this world. And just just the thought of being able to create in my terms is a success because when i when i think of my grandparents for example they weren't a, they didn't they did not take the luxury to create they survived they they just functioned so that the family would function. And I truly believe that we need to break those generational bonds of the history that came, that was be, the people who came before us. We ha- they have a connection still to us. And we need we need to cut those cords because we are here for a different reason. We're not here to live the same life that they had or even the same essence of life in a different, you know, costume. So, yeah, freedom is my number one priority when it comes to success. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Because I felt that we have it really similar and we have, like it's, so what do you do to create freedom in your life i try to stop as much as i can to always rearrange rebalance because i don't believe that anything in our lives can be like always measured up and balanced like 50 50 for example family business or me time and family. So I know there will be always some disbalance, but that disbalance needs to be balanced. That's <laughs> the fun fact. <laughs> because some days I will work more and be less with my family. So other days I need to work less and be more with my family. So that's why I always need to feel where was my time, where was my uh, focus on so then I can rebalance it and put the focus on the other side of my life and this really helps for me it's something that helps me be calm in the way that I know that I won't lose myself in business because it's so easy mm-hmm. when we love what we do when it brings money to our table, to our family, there's often no many priorities that can go above that. But if our priorities are freedom and my health, my family, above the money and the business, even if they are up there, 
we still can not forget it, right? But tell ourselves, okay, now the business is a priority. Now I need to earn more money. But if we forget about ourselves, about our families, kids and partners, it's in a few weeks, few months, and then we can go towards burnout really fast mm. if we just work and work and work, even if we love it, because I don't believe that or most of my clients love what we do, right? That's why we are here, you and me, that our clients want to do what they love. So it's even more hard <laughs> to get down to the rabbit hole because when we don't love our work, it's quite easy. Right? You say, bye. I I want to be by myself. I want to be with my kids. It's so easy. But when we love what we do, ah, it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> so funny that you say that. Um, because after, you know, I had my second child and he's now more independent. A friend of mine asked me, you know, are you going to go back to your hobbies? I was like, hobbies, what? Because I mean, I was a professional dancer, you know, and I used to dance regularly, like at least once a week, I would go to a dance class. And, you know, with small kids, that's not that easy because most of the dance classes are at night. And so now that, you know, we can hire a sitter or, you know, sometimes the grandparents are over and, but it was like, do I go dancing or, well, I I could just, you know, talk to somebody inspiring for a podcast interview as well, or I could, I could do this or I could, oh, I could create this new thing, you know, and it's like, oh, damn it. No, I need to do something I need to have a hobby. I need to do something that is not my business, even though I love my business. I love working. I just uh, told my husband last night, or we were we are having this conversation, and I said, well, you know, we are workaholics. And he's like, what? No, we're not. And I was like, oh, please, you know, <laughs> take a step back and look at our life right now. What do we do? He's like, well, you're a workaholic. Like you bring the kids to bed and then you jump on calls. And I was like, so what do you do? You sit on the couch, put on Netflix, but still have your laptop on your knees, you know, and research and do this and you do that. Isn't, isn't that also, you know, in that genre? And he's like, well, no, that's, that's, that's something different. <laughs> Later on, he did agree that in societal terms, you could call us workaholics, but since it's not work for me, I don't feel like a workaholic. I don't feel that it is draining or, of course, there were times where, you know, I thought I needed to hustle and I needed to grind and I needed to do all of this really, really heavy and like heavy lifting in my business. And I... I have to admit, it, I did burn out at some point. I didn't have a burnout, but I was really tired and I was really unmotivated because it just didn't work the way I wanted it. So 
finding the joy again and finding the love for what I do again, the big why, why are we doing what we're doing? That really helped me see things in perspective. And like you said, beautifully, we need to balance it out. It's never 50-50. And sometimes, like my daughter is old enough to, you know, now call me out and be like, mommy, last week you've worked so much. This week, I'm going to get a Juna, uh, a mommy, a mommy Juna day. I was like, okay, okay. You tell me what you want and I will make I will make it work. And yeah, so I was really proud of her uh, because I, pro- I would have probably worked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when we come back to, you know, strategy, strategizing, how do you work with your clients? I mean, you already gave us a little glimpse with, when you told talked about your one client that you helped, you know, create her dream business. But if, if I would come to you and be like, okay, I have a family, I have this, I have a podcast, I'm doing um, um, summits, I coach, I'm an energy healer, and I do all of this. And I want to do all of this. How would we work together? How would that function? How would that work? It's always different, but the main priority is that we set the goal, the intention. What what do I want from my life and I'm not having it now? Or what is missing? The reason why clients come to me that there is something missing. Sometimes, and I would ask you what is missing, money or maybe not enough reach, like not enough people in your surroundings. And from that point, my amazing superpower is that when my client talks and we just dive deep around what is missing, what needs to change, why it needs to change, is it something really that you want to change or that it's just societally said that you shouldn't be doing it like that, but you love it, right? Some of my clients and in my archetypes, they are called fun workaholics. And that's exactly you and your husband and me too. I'm a fun workaholic. I just love it. And it brings me fun and it brings me love. So I have no reason to stop. (laughs) Why ever stop? And we need to balance that. And from that point, we check if or how my clients work with their decisions. So we go deep in their heart and we see what the heart wants us to do because it's never from my head or from the head of my client we always ask the heart we go deep and the clients mostly does it alone during the day during the weeks and then we from that point we can start creating that change Um, often in the first part we just try to cut the things that aren't working maybe pricing or programs that just are draining my client and not giving enough on the other side or we cut down the time on social media and because we sometimes realize okay I'm on social media all the time but why shouldn't I be doing something else maybe something that would give much more value 
in the long term, in the long term strategy. So, for example, podcast like you do, or a blog, or something like that. So we would check and purify your business from everything that's not supposed to be there. And when we have the space, when there's the vacuum of new possibilities, then the heart can say, okay, now do this, now do this, now do this. Mm -hmm. And then the client comes to me, okay, I got this channeling, like I got one channeling two weeks ago, do a two-minute summit. Okay, then we step into the strategy part. How? How do we do it? So it feels easeful to you. How do we plan it all out so it's not all on you what should you delegate or what what would be your part in it because what i saw for example in summits sometimes people when they didn't see anything else they feel like summits are hard that you need to interview all of your speakers and if you want to that's amazing that's your strength i did it once one of my summits, I interviewed 40 speakers. After that, I said, never, ever again. Never. If I would had to do that, I don't know, once per year, I, it would kill me. So now I do my summits differently. And this is the way we, we tune everything in your business so it feels really aligned to you. Because there is no one right way to do it did I answer your question <laughs> yes yes you answered my question perfectly and I I really love the part where you said we strip it all away we just take it all away and then you know we make room because most of the time we are so cluttered with stuff if you know, and with stuff, I mean thoughts, I mean things, and I mean, like you said, tasks that we don't enjoy, that we don't like. And I also, I also um, work with my clients a lot like this. That we first of all, you know, determine what is missing, and most of them come with not enough money. There's not enough money coming in. But then, you know, when you look at it, it's not the money part. Most of the time, it's not even the money part. Most of the time, there's this underlying belief or there's this coming back to societal um, programming that we have to be a certain way or we have to act a certain way or our business should be at a certain point already that we are disconnected from what we truly want, what is a full body yes for us. And also, like you said, it is different for everybody because every human being on this planet is different. And there is no normal, there is no, um, you know, mass, there is no everyone is different. So that means that everybody is actually special. Not in a way that we are better than others, but that we're different. And so we actually need to adjust to people. We need to talk to people differently because some people are more sensitive. Some people are 
more in their masculine. Some people are more in their feminine. So to really understand how that person functions or, you know, sees the world, we, we need to be able to adapt to other people. And the beauty is that we can, because we all have those parts inside of us, right? So, you know, uh, sorry, I I just wanted to share that what I feel that or what I love, but when I work with my clients is that we take into consideration the nervous system, Mm. because I feel that that should be a part of our strategies, because I I will never say to my client, okay, we, we are seeing that you earn not enough money. We should maybe, I don't know, uh, change from one-on-one to group, even if that's not her strength. Or, okay, keep your one-on-one, but triple the prices. <laughs> what might it do to her nervous system? Stress. Will she really do it? Will it really work? Yeah, in the long term, it could be our goal. Like, yes, if you need to earn this and this amount of money, you need to, you want to keep your one-on-one because for some people, the group, things aren't their strength. So we set the goal. We say, okay, your prices maybe should be up here or we should do another packaging or anything like that. But we always do it step by step. If the client feels like dying, and I exaggerate, I love to exaggerate things because then we feel in our bodies how much stress of it, how much stressful it is. Because if I say to one client, let's triple your uh, hourly rate, she says, yeah, great, let's do that. That means her nervous system is quite all right and it's ready. And for somebody else, she would go into panic mode. Like, oh, never, never, no, 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 no. Then we would strategize and plan the step-by-step growth where she would feel more like it. So I feel we never think of our nervous system. We always think like, well, I need to overcome it. Business ownership, it's about creating more space and overcoming our fears and all of this stuff. And yes and no, it doesn't have to be always in the red zone of the panic. Mm-hmm. If we imagine, right, we should keep, should be in the green zone, like I'm all right. Sometimes go in the yellow zone, like, yeah, I'm scared, but it's the right thing to do. But the red zone should be out of limits, like no go for neither of us. Yes, yes. Thank you for bringing the nervous system up. Because I, I really do believe we have not really grasped everything that we are. Like all those different parts of us, like when we talk about the physical body, the emotional body, the energetic body, like in in the physical body, you know, our nervous system, our organs, like all of those, they talk to us. They tell us if we are in a good state or not. not. Our emotional body talks to us. You know, sometimes when 
even men. So please don't feel excluded in this right now, because even men, when they're completely stressed out or overwhelmed, they start crying for no reason because they are, their emotional body is over full. So we need to release that as well. And there's also the energetic body. Some people like me can house multiple amounts of energy, like big amounts of energy, and some people can't. That those people need to go in a cave. They need to hibernate a lot. They need to be alone a lot so that they don't get overwhelmed. And we live by this standard, you know, that we go to work, we do this, we have a family and we repeat the next day. We do it all over again. And then we go on holiday and then we do this and then we do that. And life is not a cookie cutter method. Method. Business is not a cookie cutter cutter method. Oh, tongue breaker here. Um, So taking all those different parts into consideration for yourself as well, you know, when you start a business or when you hit a roadblock in your business, looking at, okay, how's, how's the state of my nervous system? How am I taking care of my body? Am I filling my body with the good stuff or am I, you know, eating on the fly and just um, eating junk food all the time? Am I drinking enough? Am I hydrating enough? Am I, is the outside of my body healthy? Like, am I, you know, am I exposed to enough sun? Am I, like all of those different things that help us thrive, actually. So, yeah, so can you, Can you help me out on this one a little bit? About thriving, about what makes us like feel okay. Um, Well, as you shared before, I was on the search of my hobbies. (laughs) Still have. (laughs) I think I lost quite of them during the motherhood. Uh, I loved cooking, baking. I relaxed with it. But after you have two children, that each of them eats something different. And most of them eat just rice and <laughs> pasta. I have one of those. Yeah, yeah, so you start like, I stopped liking cooking. Mm. So I needed to find something else. And I dance like you. I love it too. But I often feel tired. <clears throat> so it's really about for me examining what makes us happy and it changes even during the year so when it starts now it's snowing outside here so when it's snowing I feel just to crochet for example I love it I just sit have some Netflix crochet or kids play around me and I create something I love to create and when I put that energy not only in my business but in something else that really satisfies me. I I hate to be bored, so I always need a project. <laughs> and it can be a business project, but it can be a project like making a sweater for my daughter. So I did it last year and she wore it for the entire winter. And she was so happy and so proud, like mommy did it. And during the summer, it was writing a chapter in a book. And again, when uh, when the book came, home she was the first one to take one and ask mommy can I take it can I have it by myself in my room just for me and I said of course that's your book 
So even admitting that not doing anything isn't fulfilling for us is a great thing. And I needed to accept that part of me to say, okay, I really need projects, even with my hobbies. Like if I want to cook or bake, I love the planning part, the Pinterest part. <laughs> right. <laughs> Take the recipes and find all the details or when we do it with our daughter or with my son together, like what would we like to cook or bake? Let's find out. Let's buy everything, then do it. This is everything that fulfills me. And when I relax and when my phone is off far away, that's something that then I can bring to my clients because I think 99% of us created the business for the freedom. But we take it away, like you said, so often from ourselves in this way, because we love it too much and then we work too much. Or it's not working because we listen to the outside and not to the inside, not to what our body told us to do. And we lose ourselves in it. So for me, project little ones or dates with my husband or plans like we want, we are swimming every Monday together, then we're having breakfast. So the Monday isn't the start and the fast start of the week, but we slowed it down. So we start work really later in the morning and it really helps to, to connect, to plan out or just chit chat and then slowly start our work. So this is for me. Um, I told my husband about your Monday ritual and he was like, this is such a good idea. This is such a good idea. And we're actually planning our Mondays like this now. <laughs> so swimming too, or what you're planning to do? Um, pl yes, swimming as well. But I think we're, we, we're going to vary it a little bit. Like, um, yeah, in the summer, because we like to play tennis as well. I think we're also going to play tennis then again and just to have like this one hour together on Mondays or one and a half hours in the mornings. I think it's just, um, yeah, a, a really, really beautiful and nice way to wrap up the weekend because every everyone who has a family knows that the weekends are really energetic, full of stuff. You just do, 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 do the whole time. And if you take that energy into your business, like straight away, I mean, some people can probably do it. I can't. So usually like Mondays were, were like my down days. But since you said that, I thought this is such a good idea. So yes, our Monday mornings are now um, couples times as well. And that's so great, right? So you nourish your mind, nourish your body and your relationship. I feel like it's three in one, everything together. Yeah. And yeah, Monday is my slow day too. So it helps me really to keep it slow. Yeah. There's a time block. I can't plan anything. So, <laughs> so I'm happy you're doing it too. Yes, yes. And that is the beauty of collaborations. I mean, all of our listeners, you probably feel that there's a shift right now. There's a shift in energy at the moment, like things are changing and we are moving away from, from 
competition and we're moving towards collaboration because like like I've met Polly in person in November at this beautiful retreat and we hit it off right away and she inspired me in so many ways you know like creating my Monday mornings like this and we're creating something for 2024 together as well and those collaborations they they are not just business opportunities but they're also nurturing for your for your for your mind for your emotional body and you get to be in the presence of amazing people when you collaborate and when you collaborate a lot of people think, oh, no, that I'm giving away power. No, the opposite is the case. You are elevating. You are being elevated because you're combining your energies. You're bringing your energies together and you're lifting each other up. It's like when you march and you are, you know, what is this called when you, when you, um, when you go hand in hand or arm in arm, yes, when you, is it arm in arm then? I think so, but not certain. <laughs> okay, for everybody who cannot see us, you know, it's like this, when you, when you join arms together, not hands, but arms together, and when you march together, and you're building this chain of people, you're a lot stronger together as if you're just marching by yourself. And for a lot of people, I think, being an entrepreneur or solopreneur meant in the past, you know, doing it all and doing it all by yourself. Um, the word um, freelancer, for example, translated to German is basically you, you always work and you always work by yourself. So, and yeah. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> like, no. no, no, we don't. And so we we create opportunities where we help each other and where we elevate each other. So I, yeah, I cannot stress enough how important a great community is. And yes. And I'm so glad Polly that you're in mine, that I, that you're, that you're in my life now, basically. I feel the same, you know, so I'm glad and I've been building my entire businesses always around collaboration uh, in this last decade. Always, when I created a project, I always created it with another woman. I never built a business only by myself. Because for me, there is no competition. There is always talents that, when mixed together, they make it perfect. So for me, it's something really natural to build something with somebody else. And I feel even how it releases the stress. Mm -hmm. It's not all on one person. It's not all on me, all on you. It's divided. So when somebody is low on energy, the other one complements it. And again, it's the balance. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. And I could talk to you forever. I could really, I could really, you know, spend the whole day with you, but I think this was complete, would completely, um, break the, the, what's it called? The, the, the limitations of a podcast episode. So, um, Polly, thank you so much for coming on. 
and just sharing your wisdom and your energy and your light with our listeners today. Is there, if you could give them one thing, one more thing on the way, what would that be? For having me. And there is one thing. Uh, we talked about it before we dived in. And it release control. Mm. Try to release control. And me and my clients, we practice it with our partners. We release control in bed. And then we take that feeling in our body towards our business. Because if we try to keep in control, most of the time we slow down our growth or our evolution in any way. So when we let go of control, when we believe everything is happening for us, it really comes down to that. And it's amazing. So just fun practice to do. <laughs> mm, all right. All right. All right. All right. Yes. All right. I have mental images right now. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is... <laughs> so thank you for that beautiful thought and yes i hope you all also are having mental images right now of yourself and your partner or you know whoever and that's it that's it for today that's our show thank you for tuning in and staying with us till the end i'm giving you a virtual high five right now because you've completed another amazing episode of 52 Weeks of Flow. If you have 10 seconds, then please rate and review the show. It would mean the world to me. If you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free and reach out uh, via email, bea at superwoman.coach, or you can reach me on Instagram, moving underscore river. And the way you can reach Polly, you will find here underneath in the podcast description as well. So this is the last episode of the year. I wish you a wonderful, a wonderful rest of the year. I wish you an amazing New Year's and New Year's celebration. So thank you, Polly, again so much for coming in. And everyone, until next time, keep shining, keep learning, keep growing, and keep flowing.